You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 88. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Hi, pet business owners. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to share with you that my brand new book is now available. It's called How to Recover from Pet Business Burnout. And you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on my website. You'll find the ebook on my website. You'll find the paperback on Amazon. You can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash burnout to find out more. You can also go to the show notes page, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 88. That's the number 88. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 88. Oh my goodness. I am so, so excited about this new book. In fact, I have never in the history of writing books, and this is my sixth book that I've written, I have never had so many pre-orders. So many of you were clamoring for this book, and I'm getting emails from you, all you people who have pre-ordered that are now getting the book, and you're showing me pictures of the book and letting me know how happy you are that you're able to read it, and it's coming in the nick of time for a lot of you whose businesses are starting to pick up. So if your business is not picking up just yet, I want you to know that a lot of businesses are, and I think that's a good indicator for what's to come for you who are in the slower areas in terms of business. Just hang in there. Hang, hang in there. And I do believe that things will begin to pick up for you because they are definitely picking up for a lot of business owners. My coaching schedule is just (laughs) jam-packed these days with a lot of pet business owners saying, oh my God, I was so used to being slow and now I'm having to speed up and that's another different challenge, right? For those of you whose businesses are picking up, the burnout book will be right on track for you. For those of you that are you know, struggling and really wanting business to pick up, I again want to just reassure you that likely it will be picking up soon. It seems like there's a wave happening across the country, and especially with all the vaccinations that are happening. People are traveling more. They're able to be outside more and use businesses more. So I just really feel a lot of hope and excitement about the future, and I hope that you do too. And if not, just, again, it's coming the wave is coming. So, you know, if you're still really slow and you want to be busy, really appreciate where you're at right now. Because likely if you were busy before the pandemic, you will be busy again. And that brings its own level of challenges, right? So I want to just touch briefly on what's going to be coming up in this next episode here 
actually in this episode, but in just a moment. So Dan Rodman is a pet sitter, a dog walker. He owns Dan's Pet Care in New York. He won the Pet Sitter of the Year Award in 2021, which is this year, and through Pet Sitters International, PSI. And he also has a podcast called Cool Animal People. And he interviewed me for his podcast along with his assistant. And we had a great conversation around business success and what it means for us. I talked a little bit about my new book, but mostly, you know, he had a lot of questions about what was it like in the beginning when I started my business? What was it like as business started to pick up? What challenges did I go through, you know, in my business journey? And so it's a really frank, fairly intimate conversation, you know, it's almost like you're going to be listening to us. We kind of forgot that (laughs) there were other people who would be listening to this. And I think that brings an element of fun and like being a fly on the wall. You can just kind of pop in, listen, and hopefully you'll learn something from this conversation. I share some things that I went through in my business that were really challenging for me and things that I've noticed in my coaching clients that have been challenging for them. We talk about the pandemic, how people are pivoting, and just a lot of different topics related to business success and particularly pet business success. So I want to invite you to strap in, (laughs) fasten your seatbelt, get ready for a conversation between me, Dan, his assistant, and we talk about pet business success, how to create more of it, what it means, and a lot more. So I hope you enjoy this, and I will see you on the other side of this conversation. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. My name is Mauro. And I'm Dan. And this is Cool, cool Animal, Animal People. People. Boom, new logo that you've seen already. Yeah. Um, yeah, we spoke with Kristen Morrison. If you don't know her, go- Google her. So. Google her. Google Here her. she is, uh, founder of Six Figure Pet Setting Academy. And she's a wonderful human being. And a very calming The sound of her voice, presence. it feels like a meadow. Yeah. Like a breezy meadow. Like a, a couple of clouds in the sky, yeah, just but a, like pretty like, clouds. Like 72 degrees outside. Like you know? perfect temperature and just like a very, you're, this is going to be a nice day. Like very pristine. Yeah. Also, she uh, was she lives in Hawaii currently and there were the sounds of wild, <coughs> majestic animals in the background Yeah, while we were talking. And it's just wonderful. If you don't know who Kristen Morrison is, you want to give me a, a little re, like. One sentence of who she is that, without giving anything away from the episode. She is one of, if not the pioneer of the pet care industry coaching world. Um, the what? The pet care industry coaching world? Yeah. Um, Kristen and I go way, way back. Um, we go into my history with uh, Kristen working with me when I started Dan's dog walking and pet sitting. And oh my God. We talk about some gems. Um, and then, you know, we talk about her movement from starting her own pet, how she gets into the pet care industry, starting her own company, selling it, and then 
springboarding into amazing, cool things. She brought a lot of great points to the table and a lot of great information. So if you are looking to start a dog walking company, pet sitting business, pet sitting business, grooming company, anything that has to do with uh, the care of a pet. Yeah. Kristen knows her stuff. Kristen knows her stuff. Either keep listening to this episode because the conversation, it ran about 55 minutes to an hour. It was filled with a lot of great information. We talked about Hawaii. We talked about California. Wild pigs. Wild pigs eating avocados. Books. Books. New new books. New books coming out maybe from her. I don't know. There's so much. Give it a listen. Uh, There's going to be a weird uh, transition sound uh, that you hear in audio and that you see in video what's the transition i don't be? know i'm gonna figure it out but here it is boom transition all right all right so uh here on the screen i guess <laughs> here is our amazing guest miss Kristen morrison from six figure pet sitting academy and many other things Kristen, thank you so much for coming to join us on cool animal people i'm so happy to be here and it's just it's a pleasure. I love your setup too, as we were talking about earlier. You guys have it dialed <laughs> in. It's really, it's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something we, we definitely have gotten to enjoy a lot of. You put uh-huh. us in front of a camera and we get to talk. I think we've... Uh, I mean, that's basically how this whole thing started. We realized, <laughs> oh, we can just talk to each other and record it and that's content. <laughs> there you go. And it's interesting. The, so The magic of the internet. <laughs> yeah. Right. So before before we dive into all the amazing things that that Kristen has done, um, I've got a bit of a personal connection to Kristen. So we worked together. It was back in June of 2012. Oh, wow, an uh, entirely different world. That's yes. a completely yes. different world. <laughs> and uh, bef- I was in high school. You were a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, before in, in preparation for this episode, I, I did a, a little deep dive into some of our old emails, and man, was I a handful as a client! <laughs> oh my god, I was I was so demanding. Every session we did, like I sent you, I think it was fifteen pages of notes that I wanted you to review and analyze and give me answers to in the next session. So I would actually love to hear, do you remember any of these sessions? Because this was so, this is almost 10 years ago now. You know, I just remember your drive and dedication and um, intensity. You know, you had, a, had and have a real desire to grow, to grow your business, to grow who you are, who you're becoming. So that's what I most remember rather than specifics. I remember your desire to grow. Well, that makes me happy to hear that I haven't yeah. wavered on my intensity. or The or... intensity is still very much there nine <laughs> years later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for, for those of you in, in, who are listening who are in the pet care space, Kristen is, I'd say, at the forefront and has been for decades in our industry and um you know, for those of you who have watched my company grow, Kristen was the first brain that I recruited to help build out my business, put the right systems in place. And man, I, the, I still credit you with one of the biggest game-changing pieces of advice. It was a simple one, too. I was constantly dealing with lost keys and all these <laughs> things. 
lock boxes. Mm-hmm. It was so simple and it was so elegant. I just remember being like, oh my God, she knows everything. <laughs> She's a wizard. Well, you've heard of Occam's razor, right? Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's I, I, it's usually the simple when there's when there's a challenge, the simplest solution is usually the answer. Not always. Like often where we go is it's got to be complex and challenging because we're feeling challenged, right? But the simplest solution is actually often the right one. And because it's so simple, we can't always (laughs) see it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You usually just dismiss it, right? Yeah. From from the outside. Oh, that's too easy. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the first solution I came up with. It's definitely not the one I need. Boom. Throw it in the back. Mm -hmm. We need a wheel. We should invent a wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start this from complete scratch. Yes, exactly. But yeah, no, Kristen, you know, was immensely helpful in helping to build the foundation of what you you see here today. So it's it's so exciting to have you on here and have this come full circle. So that being said, can you give us a background of what you do, your life story, and how you got here, please? Sure. Okay. So just in a brief nutshell, um, I started my own pet business in 1995, many, many years ago. And I, you know, I'd always loved animals. It was something I was very interested in. Didn't really know how I could turn my love of animals into a profession. You know, there was, at that time, it was like, be a veterinarian, be a dog groomer, you know. And I ended up working for somebody who had a pet sitting and dog walking company. So that was kind of my in of discovering, wow, I enjoy this. And this could be a viable business for me. And within a few months of working for her, I created my own business. And so I had my business for 18 years. And it's funny because in the year 2000, Dan, I got a call from a New York pet sitter and dog walker who was struggling in her business. This is over 20 years ago, 21 years ago. And she said, you know, I'm looking at your website it looks like you have what I want. I want to create a successful business. Can you coach me to do that? And so I began coaching her. This is about five years after I had started. And I coached her and she ended up really falling in love with her business again. You know, part of the work that I did with her was really setting boundaries with clients, you know, hiring good people. And so she began creating more success. She told a lot of her New York dog walker friends about me. And that's when my coaching business grew. Yeah. And then they started telling people in other parts of the country. And so that's how my coaching business started many years ago. It was very organic. And it was from this one New York. It snowballed. It did. And not not right away. It was more like, you know, it began gaining traction. Yeah, trickle and then more. A snowball. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man, we would kill for that sort of organic engagement nowadays. <laughs> like that yeah, it's word a very, of mouth. Very different world. It yeah, because I think it's so different. As far as like the space in terms of the, the coaching portion of, of what you do, you know, was there anyone else out there really doing it? You know, I know like one, there was like PSI. Yeah, but they weren't coaching. There was one woman, yeah. um, Peggy. Aversen, I think that's how you say her last name. And so she was doing it and then I was doing it. She was doing it on a very small scale, just a handful of people at the time. And 
I was really coaching quite a number of people. So yeah, it was just, it was very new. Like nobody was doing it except for the two of us. And now there are a number of people, which I really, you know, some of my coaching clients will say, wow, there are so many people coaching, you know, pet business owners now. Is that okay with you? And I say, absolutely. Because, you know, my vibe, like what people get from me is a combination of logic and intuition. And I really swing between the two in my coaching sessions with people. So it's not just business and it's not just intuition. It's really kind of this fluidity of going between the two and giving them action steps, you know, and really talking about the mindset. I bring it all into place, but some people aren't interested in that. So I think, you know, you find your people, you know, in terms of what you need and I'm not for everyone. And if I'm not for you, the people who are listening, that's totally fine. I wish you, you know, good luck in finding your right person to help you grow your business if that's what you choose to do. But I feel like there's so many pet people and I'm just, you know, I feel grateful to have found the people that really enjoy working with me and that I enjoy. And you were, you're one of those people, Dan, just so you know. I was just thinking like, I, I, Remember just being very young, naive, but very bullheaded. And it just, your guidance was so impactful. And it's got to be cool, though. Like, you know, as somebody who's a pioneer in our industry, watching it evolve into, you know, this is a a billion dollar space now. This is, there's real money. It's its its own branch of the industry. Coaching and consulting Mm -hmm. has become its own industry within the industry. And it's really cool that it's, relatively new yeah it's it's still in the last 20 years you know it's a brand new branch and you know it's really interesting to see how it's grown even you know we're going to talk later on about social media and the the impact that that's had on on the whole industry Mm -hmm. but you were there at the forefront you were there when it started so can you speak more to how did you come about you know uh building upon your own philosophy that no one else had that you had to build on your own and basically run with it. So I didn't have, unlike a lot of people today, like you're referencing, um, I didn't have anybody to help me. And so I kind of had to machete down some things, (laughs) some inner and outer blocks in terms of discovering how to create a successful business. There was PSI, Pet Sitters International, so that was a good resource Patty Moran's book was out, Pet Sitting for Profit, which she wrote maybe 25 years ago. So I did have those resources, which I was very grateful for. But besides that, nothing. Um, And a lot of the applications for business in terms of like, here's how you create a successful business. Some of them can translate to a pet business, but some of them can't. It's such an intimate business. You know, as a pet sitter and dog walker, we're going into clients' homes dealing with their two most cherished items, you know, for lack of a better word, their pets and their homes, right? Super intimate. Like when people think about, you know, what defines them as a person off in their homes, their jobs, their children, pets, you know, we take care of two of those things as pet sitters and dog walkers. And so I had to really learn. So part of that was, you know, reading books on business, really creating my own kind of business uh, knowledge. And, and what I would do is I would work 
And then at night, I would read business books. And at that time, the library was a big deal. You know, there wasn't Amazon. So it was like going to the library, actually driving to the library, getting hard copy process. books, right? <laughs> and, and really taking notes. You know, I have journals that have all of my written business advice to myself that I gained from these books because, you know, the other option is going to business school, which wasn't really an option for me. My business was taking off. I needed to be able to do, you know, my information gathering in a way that worked for me. So the way that worked for me was yeah. really book, you know, reading books and garnering the wisdom from, from that. And then also really learning from my own mistakes, like what's working, what's not working, being really mindful when it comes to cause and effect. I do this, this happens, did it work? You know, I was coaching somebody yeah. right before this and she is, she's from Florida. You know, what I've noticed about some Floridians that I work with that's very similar to New Yorkers is there is this stubbornness and this like, I can do it myself kind of mentality, which I absolutely hmm. love. And I think it generally. Oh, the, the one that I have? <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking about. I know you don't. I know you don't. I know. But she, you know, she was talking about things that she'd done and she was, there was a bit of victim mentality, which is what, where we all go when we're struggling, right? I go there too of like, I don't know why this isn't working. Sometimes it takes somebody outside of ourselves to actually say, this is what I'm noticing from the words that you're saying, from how you're conveying what's happening in your business and your life. And if you were to do this differently, I surmise that you may have a different experience. Cause and effect, right? You're doing this. And not only is it the actions that we are taking in our business and our life, but it's also the thoughts we're thinking. So some of her thoughts were, I can't find great people. And I said, whoa, you need to like stop. Those words that you're speaking are powerful. You are creating your reality. It's like setting down a bridge when we speak, right? That we can then walk on. And if we are saying, I can't do this, or, you know, I'll never find, or, you know, the always and never, it leads us to the opposite of the kind of life and business we want to create. So, you know, it really comes down to how are we speaking? What are the actions we're taking in terms of, you know, what we're creating? Because we really do have yeah. that power. Yeah, mindset is is definitely huge. I remember, you know, when I first started, I was so all over the place and disorganized and anxious and you know, impatient. Yeah. You, one of the things that I've always loved about you is you have a very calming and tranquil presence. Oh, thank I you. I would love to know, and I, I'm, I'm sure that the, the listeners would love to know what, if any, mindfulness or meditation or mm -hmm. whatever practices do you incorporate into your daily life? Because I think, mm -hmm. you know, Running a business aside, making sure that you're taking care of your noggin yep. is one of the most important things that a, a leader can do. Yep. So I, I would love to know what what practices you, you utilize daily. Yeah. So morning a morning routine has been really impactful for me, and what that looks like. And it's not that I do it 
you know, every day because my life has actually changed a lot since we first started working together. I'm now married, you know, I was single then, you know, which leads to its own, you know, openness in terms of time. Now I'm, you know, a part of a relationship and, and my mornings are very different than they were then. But I still try to incorporate, you know, morning pages. So journal writing is something that has been really deeply impactful for me in terms of really getting to know myself. And it's based on the artist's way, which Julia Cameron wrote 25 years ago. And um, I discovered it about 20 years ago, and I began writing these morning pages, which is basically, you know, three pages of free writing, you don't edit, you don't um, critique yourself, you just write, and maybe you're writing, oh, I hate today, you know, I have so much going on, my neighbor's such a jerk, you know, or whatever. Sometimes it's throwing out the trash, right, before we can get to the nuggets of gold. And so that is often part of my morning routine. Also, um, meditation, although I don't do it that regularly anymore, you know, I used to. And I think even when we used to do something, you know, we can gain the benefits of it more quickly if it's yeah. if it was a, a habit that we did in the past. So I'm finding that now. The other thing that I started really doing is looking at, you know, what am I eating and drinking? Because yeah, what we're huge. putting in our bodies affects the way we're looking at life. You know, I'm not a dietitian by any means, but, you know, I really try to eat as much as possible, you know, what's going to fuel my body, you know. And I stopped drinking a few months ago. I was really enjoying wine during the pandemic, <laughs> um, as a lot of who, people who are. I know. <laughs> but what I realized is over time, it was impacting me in terms of my mood and really bringing myself down. And because I had been doing it for so long, when I say I've been doing it for so long, you know, I was drinking like four or five nights a week wine with dinner. It wasn't like I was getting drunk, yeah, you right. know, but I was drinking a lot and I was noticing its impact on my mood, my energy, again, cause and effect, right? I would wake oh, up not absolutely. feeling great, not a great way to start the day. And so in, at the end of December, I decided to take a break for a year. So I am now nice. on day, I think 74. And wow. man, I feel like it is my superpower. I mean, I am just raring to go when I wake up in the morning and my mood is calm and serene for the most part. Not that I don't get riled up because I do. Um, <laughs> We're all human. <laughs> yeah. But that has been a really big positive impactor in terms of my mood, my energy, um, where I'm going in my life. I've got a lot of big projects like I'm sure you do, Dan. You know, this is one of them. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, Thank you but very so much. those are some things. Also, I've been really making it a point to putting the things that are, you know, going to create happiness and joy at the top of my list of things to do. It doesn't mean I do them first thing in the day, but you know, before I end my day, I need to have at least have done one of those things. So for me lately, that is going on a morning walk. It's 
part, part weight loss because of the pandemic, really wanting to, you know, lose some <laughs> pandemic pounds. I gained like eight pounds or something during the pandemic. And I'm like, this is not okay. I'm done with this, you know? So I've been really <laughs> trying to walk like 10,000 steps or as close to that as possible. And that starts with a morning walk for me, you know, after I've eaten my breakfast, had my morning tea and my husband's been joining me too. So it's really been a a big positive impact for, you know, not only him, but our relationship to be able to kind of, you know, talk about things in the morning. And then, you know, it really does create a positive day. So those are some things that I really try to integrate. And, you know, doing things in the morning that are positive, create a great start to the day. Oh, absolutely. I I love hearing these things. I mean, one of the big changes I tried to make this year was becoming a morning person. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my fiance is very much a morning person. She is up at 4 a.m. every day. Oh, wow. And when her and I first met, I would work until 4 or 5 a.m. So we we've, were on the... We've, com- we pulled all-nighters. Yeah, we used to do the all-nighters. <laughs> so during COVID, I, you know, my goal was to switch to, you know, a late wake-up for me is 6 a.m. now. Wow, like I, I really try to be out of bed by like 5, 5.30. But like I, I love the... The happiness thing. Uh-huh. I think that's something that as business owners, we don't always prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have to take a moment every now and then and be like, hey, not everything is on fire. Like you could take, like I did it mm-hmm. the other day. I was feeling really overwhelmed with work. I just went and got on my, I'm, we're here in Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. I just went for a ride towards the uh, the Brooklyn Bridge, came back, mm. I was gone 20 minutes, felt great. Yeah. And I was like, why don't I do this more yeah, it's often? it's usually all it takes. It's yeah, true. Yeah, it's just like those little things. Yeah. The perspective too, it's like we don't need to go to a mountaintop to get perspective. We really can right. hop on our bike or go for a walk or just even to walk outside and like look at a flower, you know, <laughs> or calling a friend. It's that simple. Sometimes yeah. can be what we need, right? Yeah, and talking about serenity and calmness, uh, I hear the birds chirping in the background. <laughs> yes, <and> the birds. <laughs> and Everyone, everyone's going to want to know, where where are you? It's amazing. <laughs> this is nothing, actually. They have cocktail hour at about 5.30 where they just go crazy oh, in the bamboo here. And it's like, wow, they are loud. So I am on the big island of Hawaii. And my husband and I came here in September thinking we would be here for a month. Um, We had to quarantine for two weeks. And, you know, our friends and family were like, wait, you're going to quarantine for two weeks and then you're going to only have two weeks after that? And we were like, yep, it's enough for us. Like we just needed to get out of the Bay Area uh, where it's been kind of a hotbed for for COVID and as it has been in a lot of other locations, I know. Um, Hawaii is a little bit less so, or a lot less so, I should say. And so, yeah, we came in September and, you know, it. the numbers started increasing again in the Bay Area and we just realized we're safer here, we're happier here. At least right now, we love where we live too in the Bay Area in California, but this has been amazing to be steeped in nature. You know, I have trees oh, I all imagine. around and wild pigs there's a chicken couple that lives um, here on the property that's wild and really sweet. And um, I have been loving your Instagram, by the way. Um, <laughs> every now and then I'm like, oh my God, what is Kristen getting to see today with the pigs and all that stuff? 
So definitely make sure you're following her if you want to see get some little glimpses of beautiful Hawaii. Sure. I'd love that. I'm Pet Biz Coach, P E T B I Z Coach on Instagram. We'll put it here, okay, right here. Right see, there. sometimes we that's get to awesome. we get to point at the green screen. That's We're not fun. doing that so much right now. That's but, so cool. Yeah, that's a change yeah. for yeah. us. <laughs> Normally, it's just me and him barking back and forth at each other, and just me pointing, saying, "This will be on the screen." I love it. Oh my gosh. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. You're enjoying life serenely in Hawaii. You've been, you know, Obviously, with your with the coaching business, you're able to be remote. Yeah. I would actually love to know like how you've been dealing with COVID. Obviously, part of it's the the transition, yeah. but what what you've really been advising your clients to do and how they've been adapting. Yeah. So you know, I'll speak from my own experience first, and then I'll I'll share about my clients. So you know, when this happened in in March, it really things started to really shut down in the in the Bay Area where I am. Um, in March. And boy, it was like, I had been going and going and going. I had a lot of publicity happened. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Dan, but I was on a lot of TV shows, you know, flying around the country, being interviewed. It was really a wonderful. We watched them all. <laughs> we, did, we did watch all of your we interviews, did research. by the way. <laughs> you guys are good. Wow. More than we do, we do other our homework. people have done podcast interviews. This is great. Anyway, you get gold stars. That's for sure. So anyway, <laughs> everything, stars, sh- put them on the board. Yeah, everything shut down. And uh, for me, and even, you know, I had a bunch of coaching clients and they all of a sudden stopped because their businesses stopped, it really impacted me and it was destabilizing as it was for most of us Um, in varying ways, right? Different people experienced different things. For me, it was like I had been going and going and then all of a sudden stopping. 
And it can be really challenging to go from, you know, I was talking about this in a podcast interview a few days ago, like going from zero to 60 when our businesses start to get really busy. But in the same way, going from 60 to zero is super challenging because we're used to like going, I don't know if you can hear that, but that's wild pigs. Yep, I heard them. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably fighting over avocados or something. Anyway. Oh, I'm so envious of <laughs> Just everything that you're saying right now. Like, oh. oh my gosh. Anyway, for the first Just wild pigs fighting over avocados. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps papayas. I don't know. Anyway. Um so yeah, I just I my whole work life really stopped for about two months. And initially it was super destabilizing and like, oh my God, what's happening? And then I just kind of, and this is maybe some of the serenity that you're witnessing, which is, you know, when we can't, when we try to change things, it's like the serenity prayer, right? Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The pandemic is something we can't change, but we can change our reaction to it. Literally tattooed on my back. Yeah, right on. Oh, it does. Yeah, that's fantastic. I have chills. That is the most powerful way to live life, in my humble opinion. I just think, yeah. And so that was one of those moments of like, can I change this? No, this is a pandemic, a global pandemic. I can't like force business to come to me. You know, I can't force my clients to do better right now than they're doing if their business has stopped. But you know, what we can then do is pivot. Like what does a pivot look like? Everybody's talking about pivots. But what does it look like? And it looks like different things for different people. So my pivot was like, Kristen, you've been working a lot and you've been traveling a lot. This is an opportunity for you to just slow down and relax and rest. Like I needed some deep rest and I got it, you know, and I began picking up hobbies that I had put down, you know, in the midst of the busyness, some of them being very simple hobbies like reading novels. You know, I I read a lot to learn but I needed to read to have fun again. And so that was something that I picked up. Walking was something I picked up. I had been used to really working out at the gym, but I couldn't go to the gym. And so it's like, okay, what can I do? Well, I'm going to start walking. That's something I can do. Um, With my coaching clients, you know, they have had to pivot in ways to generate money again. You know, if they can't pet sit, if they can't dog walk, if they can't groom dogs, what can they do? So what some of my coaching clients have come up with, really creative ideas. Some of them started doing errand running. So let me pick up your dog food. Let me pick up groceries. I'm going to the store anyway. You know, how can I begin to generate money doing something that I'm already doing? You know, maybe I am picking up food for my own dogs. I might as well pick up client dog food. And it's also a way to remain in contact with my clients. The other thing, one one, um, thing that I thought was very clever is you've heard of bark boxes probably, right? Or the chewy box. Okay. So so one of my pet sitter coaching clients decided to create her own signature box 
for her clients. That's cool. So they could subscribe to it. And she knew, like, this dog does not like tennis balls. This dog likes, you know, Frisbees. And so she was able to really customize these boxes in a way that no bark box you know, facility right. can ever That's do. Cool. She really knew what treats that dog <laughs> yes. liked, what food they liked. Yeah. It really just yeah. niche it down. Who yeah. knows a dog better than their dog walker? Exactly. You know? Or their owner, <laughs> the dog's owner, or right? Owner, yeah. So so the owners really appreciated that and started telling their friends. And the friends would then write, you know, what their dogs liked. And so she was able to customize boxes for the friends' dogs and create this whole new arm of her business it's that's cool. incredible that's i know I remember we we had a bunch of ideas uh we had a whole board filled with ideas i think this was back in april oh, or may that's great yeah when the world shut yeah. down yeah. and one of those ideas was the podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we just started the podcast in late may that's great and uh you know we we did all our episodes i think oh. we got up to like 50 something episodes yeah and then we took a bit of a break and yeah. then we got burnt out yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's understandable you know, and now we're starting back up good but yeah no i like that idea of you know it this pandemic sort of revolutionized a lot of people's uh industry mm-hmm. like you had oh, to yeah. find other revenue streams mm-hmm. and something as simple as uh, a bark box mm-hmm. style subscription service that she could have done the years ago mm-hmm. she could have done last year she could have done two years ago but it took the pandemic yep. to bring that idea out. that's right so it's super interesting that's right it's like you know maybe and maybe a lot of us have been incubating ideas that we have no idea. And it takes, it's almost like um, the sequoias, tallest tree, right? One of the tallest trees in the world. It takes a forest fire to actually create a new sequoia. Like that has to burst and, you know, blow up basically before that can become a tree. It's the same sometimes with ideas. Like we have them percolating and then it takes something like you know really damaging like a pandemic to actually bring them to light and create the silver linings you know that emerge yeah, from this you know, we uh <laughs> we, we experienced a very similar that you know as many of your clients dealt with you know we we took a a very I, we were um, when we submitted our PPP loan application, uh, the second one, you had to put in what your quarterly loss was yeah. at your worst yeah. quarter. Yeah. And I did that calculation mm. and my jaw dropped. Yeah. We took an 80% hit in the second quarter. And, you know, like many of the people out there who are in, I mean, obviously everybody was going through something, but I think our industry was hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was either, it was sink or swim. I think I had a week of losing my marbles. Um, I cried in front of all the employees when I yeah. had to furlough the team. Without warning. With- oh, I remember you posted <laughs> something about that. That was so touching to me, Dan. It was, Aww. honestly, I was, it, it was a game day decision. I, I, I think we made the, the call five minutes before we got on with the team because mm-hmm. I, was, I was doing everything I could mm-hmm. to the final yeah, necessary, minute. Necessary, though. It was necessary. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, but it was amazing seeing the support that I got from the team. And I'm sure a lot of and our clients. clients. Oh, my, and our clients. The client yeah. stuff was amazing. We put together a, um, a GoFundMe within 24 hours. I think we raised, what, $15,000? Yeah. It was amazing. And this is for the staff to be able mm-hmm. to distribute money to them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's definitely been Aww. 
an incredible year, but like because of that, you know, we've come out with this podcast. We started doing the BuzzFeed streams and all this other fun stuff. New services. New, yeah, we started offering dog training. We made an online oh. dog training course. Like there have been so many fun, amazing new things that we were so busy before. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about, like being able to have that time to be like, all right. And now we're forced to stay inside. <laughs> Might as well start a podcast. And have fun with it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mora was definitely pushing the podcast uh-huh. a lot Good before. You, and then he was like. Yeah, now we had time. He was yeah. like, well, what's your excuse now? We have to do it. I was <laughs> exactly. like, all right, fine. No, and it was funny because uh, he came across the, um, it was a Facebook marketplace, I yeah. think, that mm-hmm. all, all the equipment was for sale. I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, that looks like a great deal. And we have some time now. Aww. So we might as well just do it. That's and that's 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 how it all came together. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah, it. It's it's been um it's been an interesting year, but I I'd love to hear like where do you think 2021 is going to be heading in terms of our industry yeah. and I guess the the future of the pet right. industry. I'd love to hear yeah. what your your thoughts on where this is all going. Yeah, well, I do think, you know, we're still in a challenging time, right? It's nothing is, is we don't have the sure footing yet. We just don't, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, people are getting vaccinated and all of that. Um, so that's going to impact like where the pandemic ends up is where it's, is how it's going to impact this industry. But you know, what I'm also seeing, so I, you know, if I had to say it, I would say maybe until like the end of the third quarter, is still going to be hit or miss. Like, you know, maybe some people in different areas are opening up and different areas are shutting down, you know. It really depends on where you're located. But I think, you know, if I had to think about it in terms of what's going to happen, what I think might is that maybe at the end of the third quarter, things will really start to open up again. And people are clamoring to travel, I mean, even people that have (laughs) never traveled before are like, I am done with being in my house. I want to go to Italy, you know, (laughs) and that may take a long time to go to Italy. You know, I think there is going to be a big demand. And, you know, right now, a lot of people are working from home. Who knows how long that's going to last? Some people that never worked from home may still be working from home. And so yeah. that particular client that was a dog walking client may never be a dog walking client again. But, you know, there are going to be other people who are back in the office again. And so I think, you know, in 2022 is really where there's going to be more of a boom in terms of yeah. needing pet sitters and dog walkers. Yeah, but I am seeing the a lot. Right. Well, because of the travel too. And so, but, but I am, yeah, exactly. The pandemic puppies, but you know, I am noticing, I mean, I'm really, you know, the tap of the pet business industry for me is like, how many coaching clients do I have? And when the pandemic first started, it's like, none. Right. Yeah. And then there was a little bit of like, how do I pivot? What do I do? And now I'm starting to get clients again who are like, I'm getting busy. Yeah. I mean, it's specific areas where, you know, it's more open, but still that's really comforting to me. And it's us hopeful. Too. <laughs> it's hopeful. <laughs> yeah. <of> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> delighted. Like whenever I, you know, on my Facebook group, when somebody says, I'm so busy, I'm like, yes, yeah, that is great. And talk about it because, you know, the pet business owners who aren't busy right now need that hope. They need to know because if they're in their own little world, their own little town that's shut down, they need to know that there's a bigger world out there and that they that are come back. Yeah, yeah. And just hang in there. You know, if, if they're struggling right now, I just want to encourage those listeners, those of you listening to hang in there, it is going to open up. It's just a matter of time. So get creative about what you can do in terms of, you know, taking care of your financials right now. Yes. Make mm-hmm. sure you got good books. That was yeah. the one thing I, I didn't do in the beginning. I didn't manage the money well yeah. <laughs> in, in the very early years of the yeah. business. Yeah, it's typical. You know, it's well, kind what of better less... time to educate yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great such a opportunity. Good time to just read up on information mm-hmm. that you've been putting off. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I, I spent a bunch of time during this overhauling yeah. our finances and kind of streamlining our budgets. Wonderful. But I think um, on on that front, in terms of like the hope part, I, I I'm very hopeful too mm-hmm. about you know the future of where this is all going. I yeah. think um, you know at the end of the day. Everybody who is listening, if your company is still in existence, mm-hmm. you have made it through a once in a century global pandemic. That's right. You made it through the hardest part. Now yeah. you got to start figuring out how you chip away back at it. But that's right. You know, think about it like you know you're starting again, but yeah. with a better brain, yeah. with more knowledge, with more experience. So like if you're Absolutely. having to scratch back up, you know what to do now. You can get to the top much faster. That's so, right. You know. Just a little bit of patience. I, th- I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. end of second quarter, mid third quarter, I think is when we're going to start mm-hmm. seeing national norm- normalcy, whatever the new yeah. normal is. But, you know, I think a lot of companies are going to start going back to work mm-hmm. late summer, early fall. I think that's There's when we're going to see the hybrid talk. Yeah. Know, yep, exactly. It's um, the office, yeah. three days at home. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's interesting. So I actually, we, we reached out to the community, Kristen, and we, we got a lot of questions from people. But we're going to be doing one fan question every uh, episode. Great. So this is from Lauren of Lendapaw in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And this is her question to you. She said, "Um, I'd be interested to hear her opinion on apps like Wagon Rover Mm -hmm. and if she believes professional companies can and will be able to compete in the future. Also, if she thinks there's any way they would become a thing of the past or will they continue to dominate the industry and ruin price expectations? Mm. So that's... Lauren from Baton Rouge. Okay. Thank you, Lauren. So I don't think they will be a thing of the past. I wish I, I wish I could say they will be, but I don't, I don't think they will be. I think like Airbnb, like Uber, you know, apps are a thing now and clients expect ease and quick. So in that vein, as a pet sitter, as a dog walker, it's going to be really important for you to get. I hear that bird in the background. Yeah, it, <laughs> sounds, it sounds so, so beautiful and calming. <laughs> it's the perfect background noise. I know for, for the wag and rover, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a heated conversation. Get, get, and the, oh, bird's get the wild like, pig back in here. I know. And the bird's like, just relax. It's going to be yeah. okay. Yeah. And it is going to be okay. Just so you know, Lauren. So, you know, what I'm going to encourage you to do, Lauren, and everybody else who's grappling with the Wagon Rover, is to really look at how can you streamline your business to make it easy, quick, and effective, and consistent in terms of service. 
So if you don't have software for your business, you need to get it as soon as possible. And a lot of the software systems have apps now. So you can, in some ways, compete with Wagon Rover. The thing about Wagon Rover is that particular niche is going to likely be a very different client base than you are wanting as a mom and pop pet sitting and dog walking service. A lot of those people, not to say they all are, because it's not true, but some a lot of those people are fly by night. They're going to do it for, you know, a year, maybe. They're going to do it, you know, for a couple months, and then they're going to move on to something else. A lot of pet owners want consistency. They want the same person. And if you are highlighting that on your website, you know, and really drawing staff who are going to stay with you for long periods of time, that is going to be your edge in terms of competing with Wagon Rover. You know, so look at why are people attracted to Wagon Rover? What are they getting out of it that you can begin implementing in your business as a way to begin competing? And it's, you know, and and ways that you can rise above like consistency, you know, that's something that Wagon Rover has a hard time. They have a hard time doing because yeah. a lot of people are fly by night on there. So I agree. Mm-hmm. We, we've had, yeah, we've had this conversation for years that, you know, you as a company, as a, as a, as an insured, a bond and insured dog walking company with employees, I've been with the company for six, six years. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, from the beginning, this wasn't just like a side hustle for me. Like I love animals. I started walking dogs and look now I'm uh, media, a director of a <laughs> media director of a dog walking, dog walking company. company. But you said 10 minutes into this interview, you said that hiring a dog walker is one of the most personal things you could do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming into your house, they're interacting with your family, they're, mm-hmm. they're taking care of your pets Someone that works for WAG that is looking for a quick buck doesn't have that sort of passion mm-hmm. yeah. for care. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't compare that to an employee of a dog walking company that's been there for four years, exactly. has learned everything there is to learn, has been properly trained under yeah. the right management. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, yes, I understand that they're not going to be a thing of the past, but the mm-hmm. level of care mm-hmm. that they put out. Yep. can't even begin to compare yeah. with the level of care you're going to get from yeah. a, a professional dog walking company. Yeah, and, So those know, are the kind of clients you want. Is absolutely. My point. And, and again, to those pet sitters and dog walkers that are on Wagger Rover, you know, there are a small number of people that are going to be doing it for years. Their heart's in it. So, you know, we're not speaking to you right now. <laughs> I just right. want to clarify that. But the thing, too, I think what happened with the pandemic is a lot of awareness about the importance of small business came to light. Yeah. And a time. lot of support. Like, you got that support, Dan, with the GoFundMe. Oh, yeah. Your clients showed oh, up yeah. in monumental ways. And businesses helping each other. Yep. Like one of the things we really tried to do during it was we were constantly sharing you know, restaurants that were offering specials or oh, doing pick this up. Oh. Yeah, no pick contact up delivery, delivery. Yeah. all Wonderful. that stuff. Like it was yeah. so great to see that. Cause I feel like that was happening across the country. Cause you know, yep. I'm sure you see it too. You probably follow tons of dog walking companies mm-hmm. and seeing how the communities really stepped up for each other. It, you know, it goes back to, you know, I always say we're, we're not in the dog walking business. We're in the peace of mind business. Yeah, you know, when, that's a when really somebody hires point. a company, mm-hmm. they need to know that whether they're 
halfway around the world or at yep. the office, their dog is happy and healthy. And it's just one thing that they don't have to worry about. It's Absolutely. really about establishing that trust and yep. getting it to where they're like, you know, when I hire Dan's or when I hire Kristen or I hire whoever, I know that the people coming really care about my dog. This isn't like, all right, timer's starting. I got to be here for 30 mm-hmm. minutes. It's, mm-hmm. oh my God, I get to see this. Like I have been doing this. You know, I've been working with animals for 16, 17 years now. I still get excited. <laughs> Literally, like my fiance gets a little frustrated because it's every dog on the street. <gasps> oh, hello. Hi, how are Like no sense of like, where am I? In ter- like, it, no I, acknowledgement to the person. Not even acknowledging the people. Oh, hell, like I'm just not even going to pet them. I'm just saying hi to them. And I think that's the thing that's so important. And I agree with you. Like, you know, in our space, it's it's finding out how do you convey that to people. That's the hardest part because it's it's a it's a completely yeah. different world. You know, like yeah, think about the changes from when you went to the library and you were look and because like you were you weren't even get. I had the luxury of reading your books. I look at people coming into the industry now. There's Facebook groups. There's uh-huh. live streams. There's exactly. just so, so many. You can ask resources. a machine for tips. Yes, and it'll exactly. Tell them to you. AI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were we were actually just looking at an AI copywriting bot for our ads. Uh-huh. Um, oh my gosh! Like there's just wow. it's the the future <laughs> of yeah just our it's industry. Changing. I think it's it's evolving so much. But I think that I'm kind of envious of people who are getting started now because it's like. You have all these all amazing the tools and amazing people like Kristen out there. There's just so much that I think that in the next 15, 20 years, I think you're going to watch this business just skyrocket. Absolutely. Completely. Like even more so than it has. Yep. Absolutely. And the thing is, a lot of people during this pandemic who had never had dogs adopted dogs or cats. Yes. Right. So, you know, brand new pet owners who maybe had pets as a kid or maybe always wanted to have them as a kid didn't adopted a pet and so you know we've got this brand new client base really of people who need help and it's an opportunity and a lot of rescue dogs too so those of you pet business owners pet sitters and dog walkers who are like where can I get clients I would contact your rescue groups and say how can we partner you know, yes. I, I know that your commitment is for those rescue dogs to stay in their forever homes forever, right? I want to make that happen through providing quality pet care. And rescue dogs are among, you know, the most challenging when people go to work, when they travel. Yeah. Um, they've A lot of them have separation anxiety. That's where you come in as a pet sitter and dog walker to really alleviate their anxiety and, you know, partner with the rescue groups to get more clients. I think, I think even on that front too, alongside partnering with them, if you, ha- and there's, so you don't need a Moro for all of your editing. There are amazing apps out there where mm-hmm. you can just make simple. Cause like as, you know, pet care professionals, I think we don't realize how much knowledge we have. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that. It's second nature to us. Yeah. yeah being exactly. able to provide just good, and actionable information. Yep. Hey, you got a rescue dog. These are the 10 things you should be doing to mm-hmm. get them comfortable at home. These are what you should be doing. Like coming up with lists and, and just providing content of value. Absolutely. Also, another huge thing I've been pushing everyone in our industry to do for finding clients because we've been doing this. Go on Instagram, search geotags in your area mm-hmm. and just 
like and comment. Genuine comments. Don't, yeah. oh my God, your dog's cute. Write something mm-hmm. genuine. Don't take, copy yep. and paste. Yeah, take three seconds, <laughs> think about what you're writing, and then DM them and say, hey, right. you know, I, I don't know if you need our services. I just wanted to reach out, introduce myself. We'd love to give Fluffy a free walk whenever. We started Great. doing this back That's in so August. Good. It is now churning out oh clients. Yeah. It's we are great. getting so many here in Brooklyn. And it's, you know, you go the in-person route, you go the the education route, mm-hmm. and you go the digital route. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, sometimes I think it feels overwhelming for people if they're not used to working yeah. with all this technology. Mm-hmm. Look at it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing... Here's everything yeah. you need is <laughs> exactly. in here. Everything. That's right, in the Literally phone. everything yeah. you need. You got a camera, you, got, you mm-hmm. can download the Canva app. You yeah. can make some Canada's flyers yeah. for free. You yeah. know, it's it's just unbelievable what you can do with this. It's true. It's yeah, there, true. There's just so much amazing stuff out there. Um, yeah, no, this is, it, it's just been, one, Kristen, it's been so cool being able to talk to you. Yeah. This is, like, <laughs> just because of, you know, you were my first real foray into the professional side of the industry. I was like, I'm going to walk dogs and people will give me money. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, really kind of get it streamlined till you and I started working together. Um, I did want to talk about some of your books first. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen has five amazing books out. She's got six figure pet business, prosperous pet business, 30 days to start and grow your pet sitting and dog walking business, hiring handbook for dog walkers and pet sitters and six figure pet sitting. If you're getting started, go buy all of them. Honestly, it provides a tremendous amount of value. Now, Kristen, where, where can they buy them? Yes, where if, can they oh, okay. would like to? So they can get the ebook on my site, Six Figure Pet Business Academy. They can get the paperback on Amazon. <laughs> I right also <laughs> have audiobooks available on Audible for four out of those five books. Love Audible. An, I know, I do too. And I and I have a new book coming out, or that just came out, actually, um, I should Perfect say. Segue. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to show you the, the cover of it. There we How go. How to Recover Ooh. from Pet Business Burnout, which nice. is something that, you know, a lot of pet business owners experienced prior to the We've, pandemic. Uh, <laughs> right guilty. <here. laughs> I'm not going to high-five you for a burnout. <laughs> I know. Don't, don't yeah. high-five about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is something that I, I also experienced. So all of my books are written from, you know, my own experience as well as really interviewing pet business owners that have gone through similar things. And this burnout recovery book is is similar to that in that I also interviewed a lot of pet business owners. And, you know, it's not only just working hard prior to the pandemic, it's dealing with the emotional burnout that came from the pandemic. So this book also addresses that, like really getting your mind, body, and spirit back into balance. Kind of like what you were talking about or asking me about earlier, Dan, of like what leads to serenity. And not that I'm serene all the time. I'm a human being. I am not. I get angry. I get frustrated. I get scared sometimes. You know, I'm not perfect. But there have been practices that I've done in my own life on a regular, ongoing basis that have really led to, you know, me overall feeling good in my life and really changing my relationship to the way I run my business in a way that works for me rather than in a way that, you know, my clients would like me to run it, 
which doesn't always work for me. I'm very excited about this new book. It's the most personal book that I've ever written. You know, you're going to read a lot of stories about my own business life and challenges that I had, and I'm really honest about it. You know, and you also get to read about a lot of other pet sitters and dog walkers and dog trainers that have had similar experiences and what they've done to, you know, rise above that burnout. I think it's it's such a necessary book for people to read. Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you said something in one of your interviews, something along the lines of uh, learn how to run your business. Don't let your business run you yeah. or something like that. She said that to me. <laughs> Which makes, makes sense. And it should be that way. But you need to yeah. learn yeah. how to do that. It, it, that, just, that just doesn't come along. It that doesn't. Easily, you know? And, you know, yeah. a lot of us run our businesses like, having a puppy in the house. You know, we let it pee and poop all over the place, right? <laughs> Sorry to yeah. be graphic, but, you know, you guys can handle it. And so, you know, where are you setting boundaries with that puppy that's your business? And how can you grow it into an adult dog that's well-behaved, trainable, because businesses are trainable as well as puppies, right? And beginning to really cultivate a relationship with your business so that you're both on the same page. And my newest book talks a lot about that, not to like sell it. You can get it or no, not. Please. I really, no, I honestly. It's a good, it's a good thing for also people to have all the, access all to. For all those of you watching and listening, the links will be in the description and on the show notes below yes. for anyone interested. Um, no, Kristen, this is one. Thank you so much for taking time from the beautiful serenity of the Big Island to come chat with us over here on the East Coast. Um, obviously, we want everyone to be able to find you, reach out to you and all those things. We're going to have links to everything. What is your preferred social media platform and mm -hmm. what are your preferred methods for people contacting you if they're interested in working with you? Yeah, so I love Instagram. I just think it's a lot of fun. And I love to see people's pictures, love right to there. share mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my Instagram, like I mentioned earlier, is pet biz coach, P-E-T-B-I-Z coach, all one word, pet biz coach on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. You can search for Kristen Morrison or Six Figure Pet Business Academy. I have a Facebook group, which is Prosperous Pet Business, which... All are welcome if you have a service-based pet business. Fantastic group. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you're a part of it. And you can email me at thrive at sfpbacademy.com. So. so everything's below for anyone interested. All in the um, notes. Great. Thank you so much. Yes, thank Kristen. This was, this, was, this was wonderful. And um, I love the backdrop. I love the sound, the ASMR style <laughs> interview that you gave us. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Seriously. Thank Aww. you. Do you have any one piece that you would like to leave with our listeners? Yeah, I would like you to look at cause and effect in your business and your life. So if you're grappling with something in your business and your life, it can be really uncomfortable to look at what am I doing or to ask yourself, what am I doing to create this? You know, some things are out of our control, like a pandemic. But there may be something that you're doing. It could be the way you're thinking. It could be an action you're taking that is impacting your business or your life in a negative way currently. 
And so to really like find that thread to that action or that thought and changing it and seeing if that then creates a different reality for you. Wow. I love it. That is perfect to end on. (laughs) Kristen Morris and ladies and gentlemen, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you enjoyed that conversation uh, that I had with the hosts of Cool Animal People, the podcast. I want to encourage you to check that out. There are new episodes coming up, and I think you're going to really enjoy that podcast, not just this episode, but others that you may discover if you check it out. So I want to encourage you to do that if you feel inspired. And just a reminder, too, about my new book, in case you are feeling burned out, you want to prevent burnout in the future, check out my newest book, which is called How to Recover from Pet Business Burnout. And you can find it on the website, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash burnout. You can also find it in the show notes, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 88. That's the number 88. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 88. You'll also find a link to the Cool Animal Podcast in case you want to sign up for that and subscribe. I really, again, encourage you to do that if you feel inspired by this conversation today. Uh, There's more really conversations happening on that podcast. I want to wish you a wonderful day, a wonderful week, whenever you're listening to this. And I will be releasing another episode very soon. This next one will be about email. So a lot of pet business owners are struggling with how to write emails to their clients, how to get clients to subscribe to their newsletters, what to say in the newsletter, you know, just everything email related will be the next topic. So that is coming up and that will be podcast 89. And I'm excited to share that conversation with you. I look forward to it. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.